Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Joining me is veteran golf writer Bob Herrig. SI Golf, Morning Read. I return appearance for Bob Herrig this morning. How are you, Bob? Good morning. I'm well. Good morning. Thank you. Thanks for joining us again. We had so much fun with you last week and so much to continue to talk about. My goodness, uh, last Sunday when you and I were talking, who would have thought Rory McIlroy would have uh, rallied back from a six-shot deficit and beat Scotty Scheffler? That was some win for Rory. It really was. And, you know, he Rory had um, buried the last two holes of the third round, which he had to play Sunday morning. And you thought, okay, now he's got him giving himself a chance, but Scotty Shuffler played his last six and four under to give himself a six shot lead. And, and that was the, the deficit Rory, Rory faced at the beginning of the week, you know, due to the format at the tour championship. And you would have thought it was a little deflating. It's like, okay, he cut into it. And now it's the same as it was starting the week. But, um, yeah, so it was a bit of a surprise. I mean, not that Rory could overtake him. Certainly it was possible, but, you know, Scotty kind of gave him the opening early. Um, you know, that lead was gone six holes in. And uh, that was a, 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 bit, a bit of a surprise that, that uh, Scheffler let that happen. It, it's, it's unfortunate for him because he, played, he had such a great year. And, uh, you know, I don't think anybody had an issue with him being the FedEx Cup champion. But Rory's the one who got it done in the format, and, and it was a heck of a win for him. I mean, Scotty took it pretty well. Uh, you know, privately, who knows how he's dealing with it. But Rory, I, I just think it, you know, was the most appropriate way for the season to end, right? He's just loving his leadership role with the players, it seems like. But I don't know how you can spend so much energy off the course, doing what he's doing in his role with the players and, you know, helping the PGA Tour and all these modifications and being kind of like the lead spokesman against Live Golf and then focus on the golf course. I mean, that, that takes a special talent, I think. There's no doubt it could be really distracting. I mean, uh, uh, you know, he was part of that big meeting at the BMW. Um, he... There was obviously a, a board meeting of some sort or a conference call uh, the week of Atlanta, uh, the week of the Tour Championship uh, leading into it before Jay Monahan made those announcements. And, uh, you know, it's, it's distracting. It's time-consuming. Uh, you know, it takes away from working on your game. Uh, you know, and, and he kind of he talked about that a little bit and, 
Um, you know, he said, look, I just have to, had to put it out of my mind when it came to, to playing golf, but yet easier said than done, I think. Uh, and yet he did it. You know, he, the, the week of the week of the, um, the Canadian open, uh, that he won, uh, with, you know, Justin Thomas was in the mix there, Tony Finau, you know, that was the weekend of the first live event. And he, you know, there was clearly some motivation for him that he acknowledged. So, you know, this is, this is brought out his best and, uh, you know, and he's playing next week, you know, the, uh, the PJ tour season's done, but, uh, the DP world tour season continues and he's playing their signature event, the BMW PGA. So we're going to see some more of Roy here over the next few weeks. And he did say he wasn't looking forward to running into the live golfers who are playing in that event, right? So could me, we could see and hear more fireworks for sure in that, in that uh, tournament. And um, I wanted to talk about Cam Smith because I so enjoy watching Cam Smith play, but very disappointed he jumped over to live golf. You, you would think a great player like that, and really in his prime, maybe not even in his prime yet, you would think he'd want to play – with the top players in the game, Bob, which I believe are still on the PJ Tour, right? I mean, I, I, I'm not surprised because we've been hearing the rumors, but what are your thoughts about Cam Smith jumping over to Live Golf? Yeah, I mean, you know, now you've got the, the, the highest-ranked guy to go and, and obviously someone who had great success this year. Um, you know, that does a huge get for Live, and uh, just because of what he's accomplished. You know, and given the situation, he's not going to defend his players' championship title, so that's awkward. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously right. he won the he won the Open. He's the most recent major winner. He's going to be the most recent major winner until the Masters. You know, so that will be something they can tout for the next seven eight months. Uh, and you know, I'm assuming that I, I, I probably shouldn't assume, but I, I would think that the Masters isn't going to mess with guys who have already qualified um, under the existing, uh, you know, criteria. So, you know, the next time we're going to see Cam Smith against Rory McIlroy, uh, so to speak, is at the Masters. You know, and that's the, that's the really sad thing about this whole situation is say what you want about Liv, there are some good players there who are eligible, who would be eligible for these tournaments, and we're not going to see them. So, you know, and to your point about you think you'd want to play against the best, yeah, you know, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see um, how these guys fare having not played against the best. You know, um, uh, yeah, you know, look, they're going to, I'm sure they're going to go play the Saudi International, they'll play some Asian tour events where a bunch of them will play, um, you know, and it'll be 72 holes. So they'll have some, you know, they'll have some other seasoning besides live golf, but I don't think it'll be exactly the same. And, um, you know, it's, it's just kind of an odd, weird situation that we find ourselves in right now and uh, still trying to wrap our arms around all of it, frankly. That's true. It's just, uh, it's sad that, it, you know, there's so much division now in, in the golf world. Well, let's move on to your exclusive interview with none other than Phil Mickelson. Congrats on getting that interview. And, uh, you know, but he did seem 
more guarded than ever in answering questions, and he doesn't seem like he wants to say the wrong thing or stir up any more controversy. What, what's your takeaway from, from that interview with Phil? Yeah, listen, I think that's a good take right there. Phil, uh, I spoke to him Thursday night, and, and he, he clearly is measured now, much more measured. Um, he's, you know, I talked to him in June before the first event and he said then, um, before the first live event, kind of when he came out of, you know, hiding, so to speak, he said, then I've, I've said some things I shouldn't have said, you know, I've, I've talked about the tour in public and I should have kept it private. And let's be honest, that's a great point. You know, I mean, um, because he caused himself a lot of harm by, by, by going public with some of this stuff when, you know, or he could have done it a little bit more. Well, certainly a lot more strategically, you know, he could have gotten his point across without being so harsh, you know, accusing the PGA tour of obnoxious greed that became the headline as opposed to the actual meaning which was he thought they had more funds to spend on the top players. And that's sort of why I wanted to talk to him because that's what we've seen happen. You know, all of a sudden within a short period of time, as we talked about last week, you know, the tour came up with $160, million, roughly to throw in the pot for next year, you know, and I think that was Phil's underlying point. And that's, that was the main reason I was hoping to get him because I felt like just keeping it in the golf context, obviously there's so much more to this, you know, Phil, you know, he's been asked a question a bunch about, you know, the Saudi uh, backing and, 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 you know, turning your back on the PGA tour. But ultimately the reason that live exists is due to some of the things that Phil and other players believed that they could do better by these guys. And so that was the whole point of the conversation. And, you know, he more or less confirmed that he wasn't pounding his chest. He was trying to take the high road as best he could, which was, I'm happy for the players. I'm happy that they are being listened to, that the top players are having an impact. Um, and you know, this is good for all golfers. You know, the ones who came over to live are being rewarded nicely. And now the guys who stayed on the PGA Tour are going to see um, a nice increase in funds and, and opportunities. So, but to your point, yes, he was reserved. He's careful, very measured. Um, I'm not quite sure that he is over the shock of all of this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just my 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 guess, my my sort of gut feeling based on having talked to him for a good while, you know, he's, he's not the gregarious outgoing Phil right now, you know, and, um, while he talks a good game, I, I think anybody who's human would have to, um, you know, have a tough time with all the criticism, you know, that he's, he spent 30 years, you know, pretty much having a great, you know, response from fans and sponsors, what have you. And now it's pretty much, I would say, the feelings towards him are 75, 25 negative. You know, a lot of, a lot of negativity towards him, a lot of abuse, a lot of, 
a lot of, um, uh, excuse me, a lot of ill will, frankly. And um, I, just, I don't think that can be easy, e- even though he's tried his best to not let on. Right. I mean, I, I looked at the leaderboard from the event up in Boston, and he's way down in, what, 40-something and plus three. I mean, it just doesn't seem like he's even motivated to play good golf. I, I don't know. He's just – it just doesn't seem like he – golf right now is like his major priority. But do you think he will ever be able to regain that likability factor? I mean, you're talking about somebody, as you said, who was loved, who was at the top of the world after winning the PGA Championship, you know, at the age of 50. I mean, he lost so many fans with the way things went down this past year. Do you think he can ever regain – that popularity i don't think he'll ever get back to the level that he was um you know yesterday was i think it was only his third subpar score since he's come back you know he's had i think he's had three subpar scores in live events he's played you know he played the U, two rounds of the u.s open and four at the open and didn't break par um right he was uh, i think he shot a minus one yesterday and a 74 on uh the first day so yeah so i mean you know it's only in you know so that's 69 and that's you know he's not gone low now i asked him about his game and he said he's been working hard on it um he's you know he's he admitted it was it's been harder to return uh to top form than he, than he thought um he's he said i i'm playing be- i'm playing better at home than i'm showing i need to start showing some scoring um, and yet, you know, it really hasn't happened. Like you said, I don't think he's even in the top 40. He's been finishing, you know, way down in these events, you know, way behind. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know how you regain your popularity. I don't know how you do it. What's going to be the stage? You know, he's, 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 in, he's in all the majors next year. Um, but you know, he, he's 52 years old, and he's asking, we're asking him to be competitive when it's even without all of this, it would have been hard to be competitive in, in the majors. You know, and, um, you know, I, I had heard behind the scenes that he, he made a significant donation um, to the first tee in San Diego, uh, but he kind of kept it under wraps. And I'm sort of thinking, why not talk about that? Or why not, you know, announce that or what have you? I mean, he needs to show some positives from this. You know, I think all these players could if they, if they, it's not going to convince everybody, but if they showed some ability to use some of that money for some good, um, you know, that would be a big deal. Uh, so again, how do you regain that popularity? I'm, I'm not sure that you do. And he believes that because he is a lifelong member of the PJ Tour that he should be able to you know, still playing PJ Tour events, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, of, <clears throat> of all the live guys, he, he, I actually think he had a point there to a degree. You know, um, listen, the Tour's regulations are, are very clear. You have to get permission to play in an outside event, and uh, they weren't granting permission for these events. So if you just take it at face value he's in violation. Okay. So you got to put that part aside. His, his view is that he could easily maintain, um, his membership, 
uh, by playing in X number of PGA Tour events that he cherry-picked. And his point was, is if I didn't play anything else and played those, uh, everything would have been fine. You know, nothing would have, <clears throat> nothing would have happened. I, I could have played six, eight, ten events, and I wasn't required to play 15. And I, you know, no, nobody would have said anything. But because I want to go play somewhere else and do that, I'm in trouble. You know, that was sort of his, his take on it. And he, it's, I guess it's a fair point. You know, the other guys, when they're talking about trying to play both, um, well, it's just not realistic that you're going to play 14 for live and you're going to play 15 on the tour. You know, <clears throat> unless they change their rules, which, you know, listen, frankly, both sides would have to do if there was going to ever be any kind of a coming together. But, I mean, as it stands right now, I mean, that's just almost, you know, that's just not realistic. I mean, the only guy playing that number of events would have been like Patrick Reed. You know, most of these guys are playing in the low 20s. Um, you know, so the idea that, okay, you're going to play 15 tour events, including all the majors, and then you're going to go play 14 of theirs. It's just, it just doesn't seem it doesn't possible. Yeah. yeah. Well, to be continued, Bob, we're up against a break, but, you know, Phil also says he believes wholeheartedly he will be at Augusta. So, hey, lots uh, of question marks, but um, it makes it interesting for talk show hosts like me to, <laughs> to talk <laughs> about this. And I appreciate you coming on. Great work as always. Thanks again for being on Talking Golf. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.